we all have those moments in our life where we could do one thing or we could do another thing and we choose either safety and comfort or we choose to do the thing that could fail but also could be really valuable. Welcome back to another episode of the Leadership Download Podcast. On today's episode, we have Todd Henry back on the podcast. Uh, and this time, we're going to be talking to him about his new book release that he just came out with called The Brave Habit, A Guide to Courageous Leadership. Todd Henry, you might have heard him. He's a, a regular speaker at several different events, such as the Global Leadership Summit. Uh, I first heard him speak at back when Catalyst Leaders started uh, doing their conferences in the East Coast and West Coast. And it's been so amazing just to know Todd Henry. I got the chance to meet him also at an NBA uh, leadership conference last year. And so happy to have him back on the podcast and very thankful for his time. And I uh, really hope that you enjoy this awesome conversation that we had with Todd on Courageous Leadership. Hope you enjoy this interview with Todd Henry. Well, Todd, thank you so much for being on the podcast again, and congratulations on your new book launch. Thank you. It's so good to be back, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, I'm really excited that you you came out with this book, uh, The Brave Habit. And so can you start by giving us a little bit of insights on what what's your heart behind the book, The Brave Habit, and what really called you to write this book on courageous leadership? So I spend most of my time working with people who have to make it up every day. They have to solve problems. They have to create things. They have to design. Uh, they're serving clients, often with very nebulous, uncertain objectives. Uh, you know, they know they have to make something, but the client isn't really clear about what they need. And so they're often making decisions in the face of uncertainty that could be very costly. And over time, as I, as I work closely with many leaders and creative professionals in those situations, I begin to observe what was what, what separated creative pros who seem to be more contributive. They seem to be better positioned to create value for, for their clients and for their organizations from those who were fine, but they seemed to kind of just settle in and do what was expected over time and you know, do whatever was necessary to maintain their, their job and their career. And the, the one variable was it seemed that in those moments of uncertainty, certain people were better positioned to make brave decisions in the face of uncertainty, that they would do the thing that was potentially costly, but also potentially incredibly valuable in the face of uncertainty. And um, so I began peeling some of the layers back and trying to figure out, well, what is it that separates people who act bravely from people who tend to shrink away from those moments, because we all have those moments in our life where we could do one thing or we could do another thing. And we choose either safety and comfort, or we choose to do the thing that could fail, but also could be really valuable. What is it about people in those moments? And what I discovered was they didn't have some biochemical advantage over everyone else. It wasn't like they were able to shut off their fear instinct. What I discovered was that people who make brave decisions tend to be people who make brave decisions, meaning that they had trained themselves in those moments to make those decisions. And so I started asking the question, well, why? Like, what was it about them that, that made them unique? And as I dove into the research about bravery and agency and vision, what I discovered was there tended to be two common 
factors at play. The first was that they tended to have an optimistic vision of the future. They believed that things could be better. And so they were working towards something that they believed could be better. And the second was they tended to believe that they had the capacity to help bring that about. In other words, they had a sense of agency in their life. They had a platform, they had relationships, You know, they had uh, the proficiency to be able to do the work. What I discovered was as people had those two qualities, they tended to make braver decisions. And as either of those qualities were absent, they tended to shrink from the moment more. Either they didn't really have a clear vision, so they thought, well, it's not worth it because I don't have a clear vision. Or they thought, well, maybe somebody else would be better to do this. They didn't feel they had the agency, so they shrank from the moment. They didn't take a, take a risk or try something. Um, and so I thought, wow, okay, this is something that every leader needs to at least be aware of. Because as we're aspiring to help our teams do better work every day, to do braver work every day, work that is impactful, we have a significant role in instilling vision an agency in the people around us, speaking vision into them, helping ensure that they have a clear vision of the future, and also speaking courage and agency into them and saying, hey, you are capable of doing this. Let me show you what I see in you. Let me help you understand what you're capable of doing. And so that was that was the impetus of writing the book, was just putting a really quick guidebook in people's hands to help them raise the level of agency and optimism, both in themselves and in the people around them that they're accountable for leading. Yeah, I thought it was particularly interesting uh, talking about bravery. I really haven't read much content on bravery in in mm-hmm. leadership, and I really like how you talk about and introduce uh, bravery in your book. And in your book, uh, you start off the book by talking about how bravery is a discipline, not an inevitable outcome. So how yeah. do you define bravery in the book? Bravery is doing the right thing in the face of fear or potential personal loss. So, um, which means we have to understand what the right thing is, but typically the right thing or more often than not, the right thing is the hard thing. It's the thing that we're afraid is going to cost us. Um, But for some reason we shrink back from it. So doing what's brave is not the same thing as being bold. And this is a distinction I tried to make in the book, that bravery is not boldness. It's not bravado. It's not posturing. It's not just, well, I'm going to make a knee-jerk decision and just go do the thing that is going to surprise everyone. That's not necessarily bravery. Bravery always counts the cost. Bravery understands the cost. And bravery is always for the sake of something other than yourself. You know, someone can make a bold, brash decision that is purely in their self-interest, that doesn't make them brave. That makes them bold, but it doesn't make them brave. However, if somebody makes a decision at the at potential personal cost to them, you know, they could be wrong, they could fail, but it's in service of something else, another person, a vision, their team, uh, their organization in some capacity and their organization's mission, that makes it brave. And I know some people, when they hear brave, they think, oh, it's, you know, firefighters running into buildings or it's, um, you know, people throwing themselves in front of a bullet, you know, in order to save someone else. And those are certainly brave acts. But I think it's important for us to distinguish between bravery and heroism. Mm -hmm. You know, um, those acts are heroic in nature. You're forfeiting your life or maybe a limb or something in order to save someone. Those are heroic, brave acts. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think sometimes we downplay the role of bravery in our everyday life. 
being willing to be the first person to have a difficult conversation with a fellow team member or being the first person willing to reconcile a relationship, even though you know that the other person was in the wrong, you're willing to be the one to reconcile. I mean, that's a that's an act of bravery because it costs you something to do that. And yet you're doing it in pursuit of a, of a vision of a better possible future, sharing an idea in a meeting. I, I think it's the right thing. I don't know it's the right thing. I think it's the right thing. And I risk being looked down on. I risk my manager reprimanding me. I risk, you know, my peers snickering at me. But I think it's the right thing to do. Those are acts of bravery. Now, it's not brave for everyone because some people have done that so often that it, it doesn't feel like a risk to them anymore, right? And so, I mean, I always give the example of I routinely walk on stage in front of 5,000 people and give speeches, you know? For some people, that is their absolute worst nightmare. What's the old Jerry Seinfeld thing of like the two biggest fears are death and public speaking? And he's like, which means that like if you're at a funeral, most people would rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy, right? Because they're yeah. so terrified of public speaking. And, you know, that for a lot of people, that's a, a terrifying prospect. For me, I could walk on stage in front of 5,000 people without any notes and just give a talk because I've done it so often that I have stuff I can say, I've got you know bits I can do, I've got whatever. Um, but for somebody else, that is a tremendous, just getting up and speaking for a minute would be a tremendous act of bravery, right? Because they have to overcome all of that fear of, of personal loss or whatever. So I think we have to recognize that fear is a sliding scale. Um, and, and bravery is a sliding scale, depending on our experiences. Um, so leaders have to understand that as well and meet people where they are as they're casting vision and as they're encouraging people. Recognize people are in different places. Um, but we all have to be brave in order to do creative work, in order to solve problems in the face of uncertainty. Yeah, I really like how you differentiated you know, bravery and boldness and bravery and heroism. And sometimes, like you mentioned earlier, bravery is really not the popular thing to do. You mentioned in the book, and you mentioned earlier as well, is bravery is doing the right thing, even in the face of fear. And sometimes the easy route, it's easier to look the other way or take that easy route right. or really enter in that journey of mediocrity and being that mediocre leader. And especially with new leaders and maybe even seasoned leaders, uh, this is a real struggle. So what encouragement or what is one small step that one can take towards uh, being courageous and brave in, in leadership, wherever they're at in their leadership journey? I think the most, probably the most important thing we can do, and this is what I often help leaders work through, through all of my work, is asking instead of ignoring the difficult questions. Uh, it takes bravery to ask difficult questions because we may not like the answers that we arrive at. Uh, and when we arrive at an answer, it means we're accountable for acting on what we what we discover when we ask a difficult question. So I'll give you an example in my own uh, in my own life, in my own work right now. Um, I was as I was wrapping this manuscript for the Brave Habit in 2023, I began asking myself some uncomfortable questions. Uh, I've been doing this work for 18 years now. I've been podcasting since 2005. Um, we have you know, 20 million downloads of the show. You know, it's been it, by by all metrics, it's basically been a success since the beginning. I've written seven books. I've spoken internationally, all over the world, in front of at this point over a million people. You know, by all metrics, like 
what I've done over the last 18 years has been successful. And the difficult question I began asking myself was, if I were to start over from scratch with my business, would I be doing things the way I'm doing them right now? And the uncomfortable answer I came to was, no, I wouldn't. There are all these layers that I've that have just accumulated over the course of years um, that have sort of added up to what I'm doing right now. But would I be doing exactly what I'm doing? And the answer was no. And so that meant I was now accountable for asking some more difficult questions like, well, what would change if I were to do things differently? Um, and for, for me and for the business, that meant completely reinventing the show, um, getting rid of all of our back episodes, doing something brand new that was, uh, I feel like a little more fresh and a little more resonant with where people are right now, more of a, a storytelling kind of magazine type show as opposed to just me interviewing people or whatever. And, and there are different flavors for different people, right? But yeah. for me personally, that's what it looked like. Um, which is a difficult thing to do because everything was working. It wasn't like things weren't working. Things are working fine. Um, but it's in the moments when everything seems fine that we often have to make brave decisions. Um, because often that's a, that's a moment of crisis for us where we have this discontentment. We realize, okay, I'm, I'm not content with the way things are, but it's pretty comfortable the way things yeah. are, right? Um, and so often that's what bravery looks like. And for leaders that can look like, well, things are fine. We're fine. The team is fine. We don't have a lot of conflict. Uh, we're doing work that's good enough. Our clients are pleased. But I have a discontent, you know, resting deep in my leadership. And I know there's something better I could be doing. I know that there's a different place we could go to if I only exhibit the bravery to make decisions that could take us there. And I think many of us find ourselves in that place. Um, so my encouragement to leaders is don't ignore those difficult questions. Ask the difficult questions and then be willing to confront the answers that you arrive at. And by the way, that doesn't mean, okay, well, then I need to do something next week, right? For me, this was a, a season of revelation and strategy. And we're doing everything very, very strategically with the rebranding and everything we're doing. So I don't mean just knee jerk. I mean, again, bravery is not boldness, right? Bravery is strategic often, but be willing to ask those questions and then be willing to deal with the answers that you arrive at. Sometimes that's the most brave thing that any of us can do in our life. Yeah. I think even myself as a leader and other leaders I've seen, you know, they often get this tunnel vision. It's like, okay, this is the way that I've done it. This is the way it's going to be forever and ever. And yeah. they kind of get stuck to their ways and not realizing that things need a shift at some point and you need to get uncomfortable a little bit to be able to be brave and really build that that brave habit that you talk about in your book yeah a hundred percent and and that you just mentioned a great point which is we we have to get ahead of those uncertain moments and that's really what the brave habit that's the core of the practice in the brave habit is you know, so many people just uh improvise their way through life. They're just winging themselves into these moments where they have to make important decisions. And so, of course, if you're just like, you know, flying into a moment where you're confronted with uncertainty and there's potential loss on the table, of course, you're going to shrink from the moment. I mean, what, you know, or you're going to be bold and just make a decision and hope it works out, but you're not making a brave, calculated, strategic decision in those moments. Um, and so the, the whole point of the brave habit is 
putting your putting prac a practice in your life where you're getting ahead of those uncertainties where you're asking important questions okay what are the big question marks right now in my life where am i feeling discontent where do i feel like i might be required to act uncomfortably where are there tensions in my relationships or in my leadership um you know what is the defining question that's sort of plaguing me right now as a leader getting ahead of that and asking some questions about what might that mean for me? Okay, what might be required of me this week? Do I need to have that conversation with my manager that, uh, you know, about that thing that's kind of weighing on me that I'm not really certain about? And um, I feel like we're heading in the wrong direction, but it would be just so much easier to let let things go the way they are and not be the person to throw a wrench in the gears, you know, just kind of let things go. I, I like my job. I like my life. I'm pretty comfortable why throw a wrench in the gears? Um, and sometimes, by the way, it's not the right thing to do that. But that needs to be a calculated, brave decision in and of itself, right? Um, the decision not to speak sometimes is bravery. The decision not to act is bravery. The decision to let go sometimes is bravery in the face of uncertainty. And so that's why getting ahead of it and having a practice in your life is so important, I didn't just wake up one day and decide to reinvent my business and completely get rid of 18 years of work and reinvent the podcast and all that. That was a season of asking difficult questions, arriving at uncomfortable answers and some comfortable answers too, but also some uncomfortable answers and realizing it's time. Like right now is the time to establish a new vector. Yeah. Um and so that's my encouragement to people, you know, and that's what I talk about in the brave habit is B-R-A-V-E, right? It's, you know, blocking time, it's reviewing uncertainties in your life, it's assessing your, your agency, you know, in your life, it's establishing your vision, what's my vision for these different areas of my life? And then it's determining like, what, how am I going to execute on that? What is the, what is the strategy for me moving forward in each of those areas? Just having that practice in your life radically changes the way you approach those moments of uncertainty because they're coming whether you like it or not those moments are coming and so you need to be prepared for them before they arrive or you're just going to be winging it and the best you can hope for is boldness not bravery well that's awesome um and for those that are looking to get a copy of the book i've dropped the links in the podcast description or on youtube if you're watching for you to get a copy of the book um, Todd, as we wrap up, um, what is one final encouragement to leaders and also um, those that are aspiring to become leaders, emerging leaders, when it comes to bravery and, and courage? So one of the stories I came across in writing this book was a story of um, Anthony. Anthony was a high school teacher in Brunei, um, and he was diagnosed with a brain tumor and give him one year to live. And this was several years ago. It was at a, at a time when he was newly married and he thought, well, I don't want to leave my my new newlywed wife penniless when I die. Um, he felt like a real responsibility, a real burden. So he, he, was a, he, he was a teacher, but he's also a writer. So he wrote and pitched a bunch of novels in one year. He wrote and pitched a bunch of novels thinking if I could sell these novels to a publisher, maybe at least she would have some money to help her move on with her life, right? Um, and so he did. In one year, he wrote and sold five novels to a publisher, providing a sum of money. And then he found out the doctors were wrong. It turns out there never was a tumor. Uh, in fact, 
Um, in that year, he wrote four best-selling books. He later went on to write his most well-known book, A Clockwork Orange. So obviously I'm talking about Anthony Burgess. Um, and he ended up living until 1993 where he, when he succumbed uh, you know, at, at age 76 in, in 1993. In the years after that, Anthony Burgess called that his terminal year um, because he said he was writing against the clock, thinking he was about to die. And yet in all those years leading up to that moment, he had all these ideas for books that he wasn't putting into the world, you know, and in one year, because he thought he was going to die, he he wrote all of these books, all of these novels and sold them. Um, I think that begs a really interesting question for all of us, what am I waiting for, right? Um, what would I do if I thought I had one year to live? What what kinds of conversations might I have? How, how would my relationships be different? How would my work be different? How would I lead differently if I thought I had one year to live? Um, I think putting that kind of a fine point, that kind of an urgency on our interactions in our life, it doesn't mean like live every, you know, I hate the advice, live every day as if it's your last, because if it's my last day, I'm gonna eat donuts, and I'm going to do whatever makes me feel good. And like, you know what I mean? Like if it's my last day, I, I just gets terrible advice. Yeah. But what if I lived as if every day was my legacy? What if I knew that in one year, I have one year left to live? How would I treat my relationships differently? How would I treat my body differently? How would I lead differently? How, what kind of projects might I encounter? What, what might I take on? How might I make brave decisions in the face of uncertainty? So I would encourage people um, you know, to live each day with the knowledge that we're all running out of time and to approach it with the urgency and the diligence and, and the bravery to make those uncomfortable decisions in the face of uncertainty. Prepare yourself for those moments so that you can respond intentionally and with bravery in the moment when you're challenged because you are going to be challenged. Your moment is coming. Will you be ready? Well, thank you so much, Todd, for being on the podcast. And for those listening, get your copy today. And um, thank you again, Todd. Yeah, thank you, Cameron. Well, we thank you so much for tuning in to the Leadership Download Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this awesome interview that we had with Todd Henry. And if you're looking to get a copy of the book, uh, The Brave Habit, A Guide to Courageous Leadership, the link is in the podcast description on wherever you're uh, listening or on YouTube if you're watching. And uh, you can go to thebravehabit.com and get your copy there. And uh, really hope that you can get your copy because this is being brave and talking about courage is so important when it comes to leadership. And especially it's very difficult to build when you're in that new leadership role or even striving to become a leader. So we really hope we're continuing to add value. We're at episode 102, and we're so thankful for this community that we've developed. Um, thank you for your support over the years. Um, if you would like some more, if you would like to connect with us um, and learn more about the services that we have to offer in terms of leadership training and development and also coaching, um, you can reach out to us. There's a link in the description also. You can book a free discovery call with us and we're for free uh, to uh, spend 30 minutes with you, talk about some of your pain points you're having, whether it's you're trying to go into a leadership role or you're in a leadership role or you're having some issues with your organization and you need some extra support to help you along that journey, whether it's for yourself, your team, department, or organization. We're happy to help in any way we can. And you can find out more on our website at tcadvisorygroup.com. Again, our website, tcadvisorygroup.com. 
And we're always looking for feedback on this podcast. You can send us an email, podcast at tcadvisorygroup.com. And happy to um, receive feedback. Or if you want to be a guest on the podcast, we're happy to go through our process to vet you out and see if you're a fit for our show. And uh, if this is your first time listening to the podcast or tuning in to the Leadership Download podcast, feel free, subscribe, and uh, also please give a review and uh, so subscribe so that you receive the notification when the next episode goes live. And we will catch you uh, next week on the next episode of the Leadership Download podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll catch you next week.